for joining us. It's a blessing to have you. And we are going to enjoy the word of God together like we always do. I just want to encourage you to share the broadcast with your friends. Let them know that uh, we are about to share nothing else but the undiluted message of the grace of God. So share the broadcast and let's do this together and be a blessing to the world around us. Praise God. We're continuing uh, from where we left off last week, the book of Esther. So last week we were talking about um, Vashti. Of course, we've been on Vashti's case for quite a bit. And uh, the title for lesson 12 was Be a Good Example. Be a Good Example. And we say that the perfect example for us to follow as God's children is Jesus. Jesus is the perfect example. So in order for us to be good examples, we need to be able to look at Jesus. You know, the writer of Hebrews says, Looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despised his shame, and now he is seated at the right hand of the Father. So we need, as God's children, we need to always follow the example of Jesus, the one that he has set for us. And today we are, we are on chapter number 1, verse 18 to verse 19. You see, it has been a huge struggle on my part. Uh, I feel we need to move fast, but at the same time, um, the more I keep looking, the more I see. And yeah, we're just going to do it like this. Esther chapter number 1, verse 18 to 19. This very day, the noble ladies of Persia and media will say to all the king's official that they have heard of the behavior of the king. Thus there will be excessive contempt and wrath and and wrath, right. If it pleases the king, let a royal decree go out from him and let it be recorded in the laws of Persia and the Meds, so that it will not be altered that Vashti shall Come no more before King Ahasuerus, and let the king give a royal position to another who is better than she. Wow. Lord, we thank you for the ministry of the word. We're ready to receive from you. Thank you, Lord, for teaching us this morning. In Jesus' name, amen. Lesson number one on chapter 1 verse 18 to 19 which is lesson number 3 so lesson number 13 rather has got a couple of lessons so lesson number 1 from lesson number 13 is bad news travel fast bad news travel fast so Vashti has disobeyed the king and now the wise men have been brought in to try and see how best they could apply the law and deal with the situation. And I want you to take note of what they say. They say, this very day, this day, the day that this whole thing has happened, Vashti has disobeyed the king. And the wise men are saying, this very day, the noble ladies of Persia and Media will say to all the king's official." that they have heard of the behavior of the queen. So they, they are not there in the meeting. But they have heard of the very day that it happened, they were going to know of the behavior of the king. Which meant that it's not only them who were going to know, but everyone else was going to know of the behavior of the queen. All right? So this was something that was very unfortunate, bad news. And they acknowledged that it was going to spread so fast. Because bad news always spread very fast. Amen? Are you a witness to this? 
You do something wrong today, the very wrong thing that you have done today will overshadow every other good thing that you have done in the past. There are very good things that Vashti had done. If you check chapter number 2 from verse number 1, when the king's wrath had subsided, he thought of Vashti. She was not a bad person altogether. But she made a mistake, and that mistake sort of defined because defined him. Because in most cases, people define us by the bad that we would have done. Bad news travel fast. Alright? People have a tendency of spreading the bad. If today you start walking and you were driving yesterday, people will say, we saw him walking. It's only the following day when they realize, well, you were just walking because your car had gone for service, that they will be ashamed. But before your car comes back, you would receive a call. I always say to, I say to one friend of mine, you know what? Start something bad now. Share it with one person via WhatsApp. By the end of that day, it will come to you. Have you, have you heard this? But share a scripture. Check, check what you share compared to the good word that we preach here. What do you normally share? You share about the bad things that are happening. Have you heard the crime statistics? Have you heard what happened there and there and there? Right? You share about the alcohol that you don't drink. Pretty much everything. Except the good news. That's why it is difficult for the message of grace to penetrate because people have had a lot of bad news over a period of time. And the bad news has spread so fast that when you come with good news, people resist the good news and choose to run with the bad news. Bad news spread very fast. If we spread on our statuses, if we spread groups that we are in good news, a better world. Most of the times we don't have to share the good news of Christ. Be confident to share it that is bad. Praise God. Okay, so I was just passing through here. So now, there is a problem here. Let's deal with the problem. And they say the best way to deal with the problem, let's apply the law. Okay? Let's apply the law to deal with the varsity problem. We want to make sure this very thing does not happen ever again. So how do we do it? Let's deal with it through the law. So I, I was checking as I was preparing for this message. I, I checked why, you know, because every time you talk of law, there is punishment. You cannot just talk about the law without talking about punishment because the reason why the law is put in place is for you not to do what is stated in the law. If you do what is stated in the law, then there are consequences. There are effects. There is punishment that follows every behavior that is contrary to the law that has been set. Okay? So listen to this now. This is what I got. It says, punishment has five rec recognized purposes. Number one, deterrence. Number two, incapacitation. Number three, rehabilitation. You check this criminal law that you will find this. Retribution, that is number four. And number five, restitution. Restitution. Now, so I'm going to read this. Specific deterrence prevents crime by frightening an individual defendant with punishment. General deterrence prevents crime by frightening the public with the punishment of an individual defendant. So, when you hear that during, you know, these days, it's now 20 years in prison for rape. Just that alone. And you know a neighbor who was slept with 20 years imprisonment for rape. Fear will grip you. And next time you want to do it, if you ever would commit adultery, 
will be put to death. But I say, whoever looks at a woman and lusts after that woman has committed adultery in his own heart. And I always say that if you commit adultery in your mind, you are sinning in the zone of God. That's where he dwells. If you commit adultery here, you are sinning in our zone. Okay? So we judge you. Not that we have to, but people judge you. But if you commit adultery here in your mind, then you are sinning in the very presence of God. So a lot of us and a lot of those who practice the law, who feel that they can do what the law says, they don't know what they simply mean is, well, if you think about it as long as you don't do it. No, according to God, if you think about it, you are just as good as the person who has done it. So you are not better than any of us. They came with the stones, wanting to stone that woman caught in the very act of adultery. And Jesus said, well, let me tell you what others don't know about you, that you only know about yourself. I want to put the law and let the Lord deal with you. If you have not committed a sin, not a sin that is known, not a sin that you know was discovered by people, but in your own mind, if you have committed a sin, or if you have not committed a sin, be the first one to cast the stones. And all of them could not meet that level and that bar. Are you, are you following me? So, the disobedience of Vashiti on this day was an expression of the disobedience of Vashti on other days. But this time around, it was now from the abundance of the heart. It had become full in the heart. You see, so when you commit adultery, it simply means that you have entertained the thoughts over a period of time and fed yourself with the wrong things over a period of time then it happens so it's not it doesn't happen by accident it doesn't just happen so that cannot be your defense okay romans chapter number seven verse 12 to 14 you know i'm saying this so that we all appreciate the grace of god because sometimes we don't appreciate grace because we don't know what it was to be under the law and sometimes we want to go back to the law that was never given to us because we don't know what was under the law it was bad thank god you are living now thank god you were born in south africa now you have to be grateful to the lord had you lived during that time ask yourself you, by now you'll be dead by now you'll be dead. Okay. Therefore, the law is holy. And the commandment holy and just and good. Has then what is good become death to me? Certainly not. But sin. That it might appear sin right was producing death in me through what is good so that sin through the commandment might become exceedingly sinful so if you look at your life using the lenses of the law your sin becomes very sinful okay for we know that the law is spiritual but i'm carnal sold under sin so the law was good are we are we clear on that Romans chapter 4 verse 15. Because the law brings about wrath. For where there is no law, there is no transgression. So on the part of the king, the law brings about wrath. Esther chapter number 1 verse number 12. You see, the king was wrath. He was angry. What angered him is because his law was transgressed and because his law was transgressed he was wroth 
So because the law brings about wrath, for where there is no law, there is no transgression. Okay? Where there is no law, there is no transgression. Galatians 3 verse 10 to 11. No one is justified by the law. So if you are a varsity and you begin to see the guise of the law coming in to judge your matter and they are taking their books and they are putting their books on the table and they are hearing your case, know that you are not going to leave that place justified. Even though you have got the very best of attorneys in town, even if you have got your own defense, even if you want to be understood from your own point of view, but the moment the law is presented, no one is justified before the law. Because the law was never meant to justify a person. Okay? The law was never meant to justify a person, but to find you guilty. For as many as are of the works of the law are under the case. For it is written, I saw this yesterday, and I was like, why, why was I struggling all this while to try and, you know, uh, argue with people who say, you know, it was only the moral laws that were dealt with, but the Ten Commandments, they are still in effect. And other people say, yeah, no, it's just the law about, you know, food and stuff like that that was dealt with, but the Ten Commandments, they are still in full effect. Then when I saw this, I was like, wow, I'm going to pin them down. Cursed is everyone who does not continue. Right? Cursed is everyone who does not continue. In how many things? All things which are written in the book of the law. Now the book of the law is Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, and Deuteronomy. That's where you find the Ten Commandments. That's where you find all the other moral laws. Now the book says, Cursed is everyone who does not continue in all things which are written in the book of the law. So if you want to put yourself under the law, you are cursed if you do not continue in all things. James then comes and says, well, if you break one of the many laws that are there, you are as good as a person who has broken all the laws. Now, who wants to, to enroll for that kind of qualification? Professor Mtego. Right? You are a professor. You are educated. But you see, your education, if we are to check your transcript, we see that it was not 100%, 100% from, from your first degree to the last. It was not 100, 100, 100, 100. Some you've got 95, some you've got 80, so, and whatever. It's good you celebrate the people we celebrate having distinctions are not people who totalized. There are people who fell short of 100%, but they fell short closer than others. So we celebrate them for being better than others, not for being perfect. Okay? But under the law, it had to be 100%. You break one of the hundred and of the six hundred and thirteen laws, and you score six hundred and twelve over six hundred and thirteen. You will not receive a pet at the back and says, "Congratulations, you did so well." It was not so well under the law. You are cursed if you fail to do all things. Vashti might have been good at cooking for the king, good at making the bed of the king. Good at cleaning the house. Good at every other thing that was required of her as a wife. But she faltered in one. Church, we are blessed. <laughs> we are blessed. What I'm teaching you here, I sense the power of the Holy Ghost. I was talking to a friend of mine yesterday and we we're talking about the Holy Ghost. I like we were so damp. You see, this Pentecost thing and charismatic thing made us so damp. Oh, by the way, 
if you did not know I'm not charismatic I'm not Pentecost I'm a child of God we always associated the Holy Ghost with emotions but if you check the scriptures the Holy Ghost is never connected to emotions the Holy Ghost duty and job is to remind us of everything that Christ did so while I'm reminding you right now of what Christ did the Holy Ghost is at work in your life reminding you it's not when you fall down it's not when you cry no, no, there's nothing wrong falling down. There's nothing wrong crying. But that's not the full expression of the Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost is fully expressed. Remember when we used to say the Holy Ghost was moving today. What did we mean? We meant everything else that is not Christ. They preach about stuff. They don't raise the name of Jesus on high. As my friend says, you know, Jesus is the last bit at you know, every sermon. It's just like African movies. Nigerian movies where everything is terrible and bad except the last five minutes. The last five minutes, that's where you realize, oh, it was a Christian movie when the priest comes with the Bible. But everything else for one hour, actually they are not even one hour, they've got part one, part two, part three. So they're pretty much six hours. So for six hours, it has been devil, 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 devil. Then the last bit is Christ. Are you seeing this? But that, that's not Jesus. Jesus is everything. Everything else is the little bits. So the Holy Ghost is at work today. To remind you that you are blessed. Because the burden of the law is no longer on your shoulders. Verse 11. But no one is justified by the law in the sight of God. But that no one is justified by the law in the sight of God is evident. For the just shall live by the law. No. For the just shall live by faith. Faith in the righteousness of another. Faith in the righteousness of Christ. Vashiti stood before the lawmakers. And the sad thing is she was judged. And the law was applied on her by people. Who also fell short of the same law. It is terrible to be judged by weak men who have not been caught. And that's what you find in religion. You find people who have not been caught judging those who were caught. But because we have not been caught, I have got power. To judge you because mine is still a secret I led a church where there was well I told you this story I always tell you the same stories where there was this elder he, he was a no-nonsense elder when it came to sin so it was one day you know we had a prophetic service and by by the spirit of the Lord we managed to we, we didn't know this thing so people came you know to, to the to the front and we're ministering and praying and this lady came and by the spirit of the lord we we picked up that she had committed abortion right we spoke to her you have committed abortion so well we don't do that on on with everyone hearing so it was sort of civil you've committed abortion so 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 and that's when we realized that it was the elder child was aborted the same elder had come to my house with this girl before and introduced the girl to me as a sister, a relative. He was a no-nonsense leader when it came to sin. So after the Lord revealed these things to me, I had a meeting and now he was there, you know, he's hammering. You know, these guys cannot do this. These guys cannot do this. Then I says, I want to see you. So I got into his car after the service. Then I says, I want you to know that I know everything. And I told him things that he thought no one knew about him. I said, you do this, you do this, you do this. This is your life. This is what you do. This is who you are. So I want you to resign today. And I said, the reason why I want you to resign today is because. It's not because you are weak. No. 
but it's because of your attitude towards the weak. Because when you deal with the weak, you deal with them as though you are not weak. But the issue is you were, you were not caught. No one knows this thing. Then I said, but I forgive you. I will not treat you the way you have treated all the others. But I even left you in leadership knowing very well the things that you do. Because I thought the Lord will reveal to you. And also you become a blessing to others, not to continue in your ways. Are you seeing this? So every time the law is presented, there is no one who can be justified. So, yeah, in, in, in this beautiful church of ours, I think two years ago something happened. You don't know, I know. Something happened and these people came to me. Well, I talk about everyone. You are sheep that God has put me as overseer. That's a Bible. If you don't like it, you don't like Bible. It's not me. I don't preach like a conference speaker. I preach like a local pastor. And I don't preach like I always prophesy. I preach as one who knows what is happening. Oh, yeah. Paul says, I have heard. Now I'm writing this letter because I heard of how you are living. He says, I'm not prophesying of how you are living. No, I heard how you are living. Do you know that every time a, a church member say it was powerful, you were not talking about them? Do you know that? Every time when you hear church member says, Ah, Pastor, the word today was awesome. It was powerful. No, you were not talking about them. The letter was directed to someone else. The day the letter is directed to them, they are angry at you. So why do you come to church to hear a word that is not yours? Why? Why, why do you come? Why, why do you even sit and waste data bundles to hear a message that has nothing to do with you? That is irrelevant. Do you know the difference between a local pastor and a pastor that you watch on TV is a local pastor is given a word in season for you. Those that you watch on TV, they pray for a word in season for the people God has put in charge of them. It will become a blessing to you, but it was never intended for you. It was intended for the flock that God gave. You take your, you take your sheep, you take your sheep to your pasture. Back to my story. So, stuff happened and this one slept with this one and this one slept with this one. So, this one now, because they were victims of, in the whole thing, they came to see me. But they came a little bit too late because God had already spoken to me. So, when I heard the whole thing that was happening, God spoke to me. Because I was angry. You know, when you are angry, you want to always put law. And God said to me, Dan, most of churches, they don't start with a lot of laws and regulations. They start good. But when people start being people, they introduce laws to try and help the grace of God. There is no church that starts with people saying, let's sit down and establish laws that will govern the church. No? No. Laws are always reactional. They react to things that are happening. So when God spoke to me, when the people came and said, no, no, we, you know, how can you let this thing happen in the church? How can you let these people, things happen in the church? Don't you know this one and this one and that one and that one and that one and that one? I said, look, that's none of my business. I'm doing my work. I'm teaching the message. God called me to preach the message. If people want to take advantage of the message that I preach and take it as the license to go and sin, it's up to them. Hell is not for all of us. Hell is not for all of us. Hell is for, it's not, it's not for all of us. It's for those who are not born again. If you are, not, if you are born again and you continue to live a sinful life, you enjoy hell here on earth, heaven in heaven. Oh yeah. Your life can be hell here on earth. Oh yeah. Don't even think about the hell that is to come. In your mind, your mind will torment you. 
the devil will, con- will condemn you hell here and we are not obliged to like you read the book Paul says we love you but not like you Paul says mark them who cause disorder among you do you know that verse mark them and avoid them I'm talking, you see, sometimes I use Paul because you like Paul. It says, mark them. Which means when you see people who cause confusion, you mark them and avoid them. It's, 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 it's a grace view to avoid those who cause confusion among you. Paul says, I ended others to the devil for a bit so that their flesh can be dealt with. To save their spirit. Praise God. Up, up. So the law will never justify you. We, we rather all just become grace people. That's the only ticket out. Grace people. We all look at the Savior. And all celebrate what he did for us on the cross. Because in this flesh, nothing dwells in it. You see, every man of God is good before you, 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 you get closer to them. I'm good if you see me from afar like this. Ooh, I'm awesome. Spend a day with me. You hear me shout. I didn't know this guy is like this. Because we all are weak in one way or the other. That's why we all need the grace of God. We don't find comfort in our weakness. We don't like our weakness. The only way to deal with our weakness is to yield to what God has already accomplished on the cross. When we yield, we become better. Okay? Right, let's, let's move fast. So, outcome of law. Law on its own will never justify a person. So if you have varsity, the moment they apply law, number one, you you are leaving the palace. Number two, you are losing your crown. Number three, you are losing your marriage. Number four, you are losing your friends. Number five, no more motorcade for you. All these things are happening because of the application of the law. Job says, who can go into the courtroom with you, God? Who? Who can go into the courtroom with you and come out? No one. We all need to rely on the grace of God. So this is what they were saying. Let the law bring this to an end. The problem that we have, we are going to apply law. And when we apply law, we bring everything to an end. Do you, do you know this? Does this sound familiar? In our churches, where if we want to deal with adultery, let's apply law. If people are not being faithful, let's apply law. Law will bring it to an end. What the law can only do, it will only produce hypocrites. That are addressed by Jesus on chapter number 23 of the book of Matthew. Do what they say. Don't do what they do. Whenever you hear people saying that our church, our church is holy, you know, every, these things don't happen in our church. They are simply saying we have managed to produce good hypocrites. Who do things behind the door and we never find out. That's what we have managed to produce. We're dealing with another case with my wife. It's of a couple. And I said to the lady, you know, the lady was, you know, she wasn't happy, obviously, with what the guy had done. And I says, okay, imagine if this guy says, did you do this? And the guy says, well, I did this. And said, did you do this? And says, yeah, well, I did this. And then the lady was angry. Why did you do this and all that? So now when they brought this, this issue and you know, I was teaching on the grace of God, that's how I address marriage issues. I don't look for who is wrong and who is bad. If, you, if I get to who is wrong and who is bad, it, that's the last thing I do. So I say to these guys now, 
to the lady you if this lady if this guy had withhold information from you or if he had said okay this chat delete 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 and and there is no proof of anything and give you the phone were you going to be happy and says yes then i says but was that going to make your guy a good guy says no says you see you want to f- fall in love with a hypocrite you don't want to fall in love with a genuine person people want to fall in love with people who fake that's why people fake us all the time the moment you are genuine says ah my husband gives me passwords to his phone well he can give you passwords to his phone after deleting everything is that what you like well if you like that they can do it guys can do it actually they can buy three phones one that stays in the boot and the other one that you know and the other one that stays elsewhere is that the kind of guy that you don't want to stay with no but you see that's what the law produces the law produces hypocrites but the grace of god although it may take time but it produces genuine people it produces real people so the law says well you are out let's incapacitate him throw him where he will not come again because he is messing everything up praise god So Ada says, well, let's, we cannot just apply grace, grace, you know, let's put a little bit of law. It will make sense when we put a little bit of law. All right, let's go to, do I even have to go there? Maybe not. Maybe I should end. Then we continue next week. What do you think? Listen to this. the new wine and the new wine skin sure I, I i meditated on this yesterday and i read a little bit about what the whole new wine and new wine skin does i'm sitting down You see saying let's let's do grace and apply law to try and put order is mixing new wine and putting new wine into an old wine skin the bible says you lose both if we really want genuine people we have to learn to be patient are you hearing me church that's the pain of every man of god it's called patience patience because your desire is not to produce hypocrites but genuine people but if you want genuine people the question is are you going to be patient if you want a genuine husband are you going to be patient with him or you apply law if you want a genuine wife are you going because it's said to know that you may be staying with a person who is not genuine god spoke to me when i was in cameroon which became one of my turning points in the grace message and says dan give me an example of ria and says you've been married to your wife now for seven years said yes and says if ria comes to you and says you know what dan for the seven years that we have been together i cooked for you i spent time with you i knelt down before you but the reason why i was doing that is because i was afraid of you how will that make you feel and i says well i'll be broken then says that's exactly how i feel with the church people are with me not because they understand my grace 
but because they've put themselves under the law and are afraid of the law. So now you find people who are always congregating in churches, filling up churches, not because they genuinely love, but no, they're afraid of the God that they serve. Because if you do this, this is what will happen to you. If you do this, this is what will happen to you. If you do this, so what will happen is they'll feel more comfortable in their hypocrisy. But the sad reality is we are being hypocrites before a God who knows all things. How about we acknowledge that we are weak? That husband, so I say to this lady, you know your problem is not your husband. Your problem is you. Your problem is you thought your husband was perfect. So it's not the problem of your husband. You made your husband so perfect in your eyes that he hid his mistakes from you in order for you to keep on seeing what you wanted to see. Which means you fell in love with a lie from the first point. Where there is an application of law, you will find hypocrites. You know it. You were there. And you were a hypocrite there. Oh yeah. I was, you were. I don't need, I'm not prophesying. It's a fact. Law produces hypocrites. What does the book say? Jesus said, you always preach, you Pharisees, always in competition with who is more righteous than the other. But when all of us are sleeping, you are going to the single ladies' houses to sleep with them. Choose in your life, in your personal walk. You see, we try and bring this home. Jesus has to be brought in and broken into very small particles that can apply in your own life. He cannot just be Jesus who remains on the cross. No. How do you apply him in your very life? That's what we do. How do you apply him? That's why I said from the onset, you know, when I was talking to my wife, when they said, oh, yeah, and people, yeah, we need more couples things and all that. We don't need more couples meetings. No. We need couples and people who apply the very word that we preach on Sunday in their marriage. There is no special message for couples. No. No. Forgiveness is forgiveness. When we talk forgiveness, you channel it to your marriage, you channel it to your children, you channel it everywhere else. If it says ah, our marriages are not functioning well because we don't have couples meetings. Oh. Ours are okay. Without couples meetings. There is no word for couples in the whole Bible. There is word for children of God. And if you learn to apply it as a child of God, if money is your problem in your family, in your house, to share it and you hide it and you keep it and you do this, the problem is not the lack of couples meetings. No. You don't need to be taught how to stay with your mother-in-law or father-in-law. You don't need all that. All you need to do is to be genuine. All you need is to apply the grace of God. Not the law. Because the law will produce hypocrites. People who kneel but they are standing. People who smile but they are frowning. So every time, you will see when we continue next week, we are still on this. It says, all the women respected their husbands after hearing what had happened. Is there all the women in the whole kingdom they respected their husbands after hearing what had happened to Vashti? I see what is happening. It was the what the punishment, the application of the law. So everyone who was respecting, they were not they were not respecting out of a genuine heart, they were respecting out of fear. Now the question is, is that the wife that you need in your house? Is that the husband that you need in your house? In your house, is there in the book? We're talking book here. 
is that the children that you want will respect you out of fear, not out of a knowledge and a revelation of who you are as father or as mother. Some of you will be shocked. Ah, my children are very respectful. You will be shocked one day when you see your, your child would have grown and says, you know, when I grew up, I grew up in a very bad family. What? My dad was like, what? You'll be shocked. Are you hearing me, church? How about for once we've just become, look, grace has come. Why not be genuine? We are not under the law. We don't need to, you don't need to fake it until you make it. No. You don't need to fake it. How about we just become genuine? We become children of God. How about we become real? And we know each other that I'm real, you real. But the way you talk about others, are you being real? The way you ridicule others, are you being real? The way you hold on to the faults of other people, are you being real? If the same measure is applied to you, will you pass? You who are judging Vashiti, I'm glad Haman was not there. But if the same law is used on you, Haman, the official of the king, he was not part of the wise men, but I think he was part of the officials, saying that Vashti must go. But okay, Vashti has gone. Who is next when the law is applied? Will it not be you? So if God has given us the grace... Is because he realized that the law cannot make us whole. It was producing hypocrites and hypocrites and hypocrites. Now he says, I'm giving you grace. So that the change becomes inward. They say, God, Lord, Lord, with their mouth, but their hearts far from me. God doesn't want that. So if you want quick results, use law in your house. Oh yeah, just a tip for free. A man, if a man wants results, use law. Me, I'm this, I'm this, I'm the man here, I'm the man here. If you want quick results, I'm telling you, before you even, when they hear that you are about to arrive, they'll be locked up in their rooms, they'll be quiet in your presence. And you'll feel good that now my children here, they listen to me, you'll be telling us, you know, my children, they listen to me. If I just say one word, they do. Yeah, well, they can do after you say one word. But the question is, is it out of respect or out of fear? Because both things can produce. So that week, lesson number 15, we'll be talking about formula. This respect, this fear, this reverence that we are now seeing in every home in the kingdom of Persia and Media, what's the source we are hearing everyone just saying, oh, honey, honey, master, honey, everyone, honey, master, honey, master. What's the source? This walking right, what's the source? Because not everything is out of a good source. It can be good, but out of a bad source. I can give you, that's why the Bible says you can give your body to be bent and have not love. Which means the giving your body to be bent has nothing to do with love. You can do it without loving. But someone can actually give his body to be bent as a result of love. So we should not celebrate the giving of the body. We should celebrate whether it is out of love or it's not love. Now grace says let's leave the law and put the law on the side and apply the grace of God. What is the grace of God? The grace of God is new wine. And new wine needs what? New wine skin. What happens when new wine gets into new wine skin? Now a wine skin will not be having any shape. Right? So when you put new wine as the wine ferments it is bringing shape to the wine skin. Are you seeing this? It is bringing shape to the wine skin. When you receive the doctrine of God 
in your heart the grace message the grace message will begin to shape your life you talk like jesus you walk like jesus but if you put old wine in a new wine skin the old wine cannot ferment anymore so it has no power to shape the wine skin because there is no fermentation that is taking place so the new doctrine which is the doctrine of the grace of god i call it new because the pharisees thought it was new but grace came 430 years before the law so it was actually grace before law it was jesus before adam it was the second adam before the last adam it was the second man before the because he is the lamb that was slain before the foundation of the ages so if they tell you who is the first adam the first adam is the second adam the adam that you see in the garden is not the sec the first adam there is the first adam who is jesus who appears later after the first one has appeared but the fact that he has appeared later does not make him because before abraham was i am and they are looking at his age and they're saying but how can you say that and you're only 32 31 and says you know what you don't know spiritual things let me tell you i am before abraham what does that show you it shows you that if we go the grace route church if we go the grace route church if we go the grace route if we go the grace route if we go if we make a choice in our homes with our families in our church that we are going to go the grace route you know what will happen we have results slowly but they are permanent slowly but they are permanent and we begin to celebrate small changes that the person who used to gossip when they stopped gossiping for one week we celebrate because at least they stopped out of their own will not because we forced them not because we applied the law on them but because we presented nothing else but the good news of our lord jesus christ so let's apply the law and we'll have quick results that's what they said this nonsense can end just like this. now there's 10 there is a covid tender fraud and all that people stealing money and all that right so ramaphosa came and she came and says you know what we have to be firm on corruption so firm on corruption what what do they when they say we are going to be firm on corruption they are saying punishment you'll be disciplined you'll be taken out but the problem is not all that the problem is the hearts of the people if you are firm on a sinner you will just continue to sin do you think that the people who don't who are still committing sin they are committing it because they don't know there's punishment sin i mean the law never empowers a sinner to stop sinning it just exposes actually it makes you less powerful you are blessed